Hello and welcome to the third episode of Frontline Chatter Podcast. Uh, my name is Jarian Gibson with uh, co-host uh, Andy Morgan. Um, before we get started today, just want to congratulate uh, my co-host Andy Morgan on having his uh, CTP renewal for the next round of the class of the 2015 that's coming in, along with um, his V-Expert Award as well. In, in today's episode, we have three of the 2015 CTP class. We have Barry Schiffer. Esther uh, Bartell and Shane Kleinert, and we're going to talk to them um, about you know coming into the CTP program, some technology they're looking at or anything that they, they see they're watching closely, uh, along with have a general uh, CTP panel discussion uh, between the five of us. So I'm going to kick it over to my co-host, Andy. Thanks very much for the, uh, the congratulations, and obviously you've congratulated me on, on the exact same two awards you also got uh, renewed or awarded, so congratulations straight back at you, my friend. Um, Cool. So, uh, obviously, very excited to have the class of 2015 on and joining us. Um, you guys are people I've known for a very long time, Esther and Barry, for I'd say for at least four years now, and Shane. We've we've been conversing for the last two or three. So, welcome, guys. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Yeah, thank you for joining. So, first, let's kick it off. Kind of talk about um, a little bit about each of you. Kind of a, a quick background. Um, some of the things you're working on today and, you know, some other awards you may hold. So going around kind of to keep this uh, in order, let's do this in alphabetical order. So let's start with Barry. So Barry, can you tell us a little bit about uh, about yourself? Yeah, I can, but, but shouldn't we start with some decent manners first and say ladies first? How, <laughs> hey, there you go. There, I was going to say that. and that was, we're, that's very... all, we're already in the podcast, uh, only three minutes, and already Barry has changed the rules. Well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And is not dead, nice. so we're going to go ahead and, and let Barry pass that over to, to, to Esther. So you're up, Esther. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Barry, for uh, uh, being the gentleman in this uh, <laughs> setting. Uh, well, my name is Esther Bartel. I'm uh, a newbie uh, CTP awardee for uh, the class of 2015. Uh, very honored to, to be uh, awarded by Citrix. Uh, I have been in IT uh, consulting roles and uh, different functions uh, since I finished my Master of uh, Computer Science in '97. Uh, uh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> I was uh, in secondary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go with the age. Yeah. So, so um, well, I started out doing web designs, and then moved on to uh, server administration, uh, until I discovered uh, uh, Citrix and server-based computing, uh, which kind of combined. Uh, all the elements that I like uh, about the IT technologies, uh, user interaction, applications, servers, and networking. Uh, so basically decided to specialize <laughs> by combining it all. Uh, and I've been doing different uh, Citrix-oriented uh, uh, assignments ever since, then, uh, since um, uh, I think about eight years ago. Um, currently, I'm uh, working um, uh, for a customer that's looking for uh, automation of the whole infrastructure uh, uh, landscape. So uh, we started out by uh, automating the deployment of the uh, database servers. Uh, so 
currently I have like two weeks to do the complete automation of the platform services, which kind of uh, which is kind of challenging. So it's been a busy week, um, but I'm having a lot of fun. So that's uh, a very nice introduction, I think. Yes, that's the, and at the very key is you know if you're not having fun, you need to be doing something else. So it's good to see you know. By playing with these technologies and, and doing these interesting projects, you know the, the fun's still there and it keeps us all interested and it keeps us all going and going in. So, you know, speaking of, of the automation, are you doing a lot of scripting with this using third-party products? You know, what are you using to automate? Uh, well, we had a, a whole uh, advice report on the different tooling that could be uh, used, and basically because we have different teams uh, delivering uh, some part of the services. Like we have our own hosting team uh, that is servicing the infrastructure as a service uh, level. Um, we decided to go with System Center Orchestrator, uh, basically because I promoted it, but it's been kind of a pita. So <laughs> <laughs> it's still a palace. Very interesting journey into automating because, uh, well, there is this Dutch vendor that has a very uh, uh, well working product uh, uh, as well uh, that I have a lot of experience in the RES uh, software uh, automation manager. So I have to constantly adjust to uh, getting accustomed to the Microsoft way of thinking. Uh, huh. But, well, I like the challenge, and so far it's looking good. And I think we're going to make uh, today's deadline to at least be able to do the to run the uh, SQL Server installation. So, yeah, uh, um, busy week, but um, yeah, very fun. Very fun, and, and also prob probably getting into some something new since you know you get the background with the RES. Um, the orchestrator is that a new area for you uh, working with that product? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a whole different ball game. Very nice. So, fancy that. I was just going to say, fancy that a Microsoft product off the shelf that doesn't do what it should do without a <laughs> massive <laughs> amount of time investment. Surprise, surprise. How weird. <laughs> and we, we all know we all know Andy's love of uh, Virtual Machine Manager too. So <laughs> that just goes oh, along okay. with uh, with more love for Microsoft System Center for Andy. <laughs> yeah, we we were focusing on Virtual Machine Manager as well, uh, but due to the fact that we different teams doing different stages of the whole uh, automation deployment um, virtual machine manager is not an option because the customer is also considering uh, uh, doing some outsourcing of the infrastructure layer so uh, virtual machine manager uh, well we decided to leave that one alone and uh, go with orchestrator nice so um you also have some other industry awards as well. So uh, along with being uh, newly awarded CTP, you're also uh, an MVP as well, correct? No, no, no. Oh, no, this is my first award. I'm so oh, excited about it. I thought it. you were for some reason. I thought you were MV <coughs> an MVP as well. My, my bad. I thought I thought you were because all the you do a lot of Microsoft stuff and a lot of Microsoft um, blogs and, and so forth. I thought. Uh, yeah. I thought you were also no, an MVP. No. <laughs> so, so, so no, I up. didn't apply to that one yet, but maybe I will uh, <laughs> since I'm now a CTP awardee as well. Uh, I might as well see if I can collect some more awards because uh, uh, uh -huh. I like uh, the way it makes me feel uh, to be awarded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very, very nice. So you know, yeah. So hopefully that does happen, and uh, and we wish you luck on when, when you do apply and 
when you go through the process. Um, going on to back to Barry, since he, he decided to pass on, on his first spot, um, let's talk about Barry. Do you want to make a, a background about yourself and any other industry awards that you've been nominated and received? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me. I am um, also a Aria software valued professional, just like uh, like Andrew. High five. Um, high five. Yeah, <laughs> and you were that as well, Jerry, or not? No, oh, no, I don't. I'm not with Res. I'm not. Oh, hmm. let's see if we can do something about that as well. Right on. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, just some words on, on becoming a CTP. Um, I've always looked at this program of, um, yeah, how do I describe this? Uh, some of the, the industry rock stars like Sean Bass, and I think, Andrew, you said the same last year. Um, uh, looking at Sean Bass, Benny Tritch, uh, Brian Madden. Uh, this is kind of a great group to work with, and, and it makes me... I uh, feel a bit little, <laughs> uh, and, and I need to get adjusted to, to the higher level of discussions. I've already seen like a couple of hundred, hundred mils in, in a couple of days, so it's, it's quite busy. Uh, um, and yeah, I started working with Citrix in the year 2000 with Metaframe XP, I think that was the version at that time. And uh, I've stayed in this uh, lovely world since then uh, and what, what I like the most is the the direct touch with with end users so getting that optimal optimal experience to them um, and therefore working with RES software to manage their their environment um, that's something I like the most in IT so I've worked with with uh, Cisco switches as well which I thought was quite boring uh, nobody sees it, nobody likes it, and, and they only complain when it when it's not working. <laughs> uh, so I stopped doing that and, and, and focused just on the end-user compute market, and especially with Citrix and RES software. And with that also some, some, some mobility now and Netscaler, uh, which is kind of doing the same thing, delivering apps. I have to say, I do. I, I do also have a really uh, soft spot for for any kind of Citrix, Zenap, or Zenda stuff, and RES, Workspace Manager. It's it's one of the the, the, pro the kind of projects that I really enjoy, you know, because once you've once you've gotten that away one or two times in a project, you can really roll in with your building blocks all in place and kind of get things up and running very quickly, you know. So it's definitely something that I I also enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, especially the combination of of those really uh, well integrated software components. Um, so if we start doing a new Citrix project, we just start with importing a building block from, from ARIA's Automation Manager. And let's say the first two boring we uh, weeks of a project is always installing the backend services. And now it takes me like a day or two and, and it's finished. And that's mostly because of ARIA's Automation Manager, but also all the silent install uh, options of, of Send Desktop. Especially nowadays, it's, it's much better. Yeah, I've, I've dabbled a little bit with, with the RES software, with Workspace Manager and Automation Manager, and, and looked at IT Store a little bit, something I'll have to, to dive deeper into. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see the value there, and any kind of automation <clears throat> definitely is good in any environment, because 
you know, if you're doing things manually, it's just going to end up, you know, doing something, missing something or having some kind of issue that otherwise, if you were automated, you wouldn't have had. So automation is key. Yeah. Or at least through automation, have the same box reappearing. (laughs) Yep. So let's kick it over to Mr. Uh, Shane Kleinert. So let's let's get a quick background on you, kind of uh, also what you're doing today, um, and kind of your other uh, industry awards. Because along with uh, myself and uh, Andrew, you're also Nutanix uh, technical champion. So um, l- let's go ahead and get uh, some some input from Mr. Shane Kleinert. All right, cool, man. Well, first off, thank you guys so much for uh, for having me on the show, and a congratulations to the two of you for uh, for starting. Uh, the uh, Frontline Chatter podcast. So it was a much-needed uh, void that was filled in the industry for, for starting that. So thanks for that. Um, so, yeah, so as you said, uh, Nutanix NTC, really excited about the, that award. I've been pretty passionate about that technology and that, that piece of the industry for, for a while. So we'll talk more about that um, uh, you know, a little bit later as well. So um, kind of my background in IT, uh, I started a little bit younger. Um, so I, I I started. What got me interested in IT? I was actually uh, eight years old at the time. My uh, my dad was a um, he was VP of Lotus at the time. I know uh, Andy. I you shunned Lotus notes a bunch of times on the uh, on the interwebs over the years. So uh, so when he was at Lotus back in the 80s, it was he's VP of QA. It was a solid product. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so he worked um, he worked out of the house and stuff. And I remember as a kid, you know, kind of kind of was checking out all the computers. We had like the internet in our house, and we had like probably 25 computers, all BNC networked and stuff. And I remember I was like eight years old at the time. I uh, kind of walked in the room. I saw some blue font on the screen. I'm like, this is cool. So that right there was kind of the catalyst to, to getting interested in the computers. And then at the time, I, unfortunately, you know, he, he passed away when I was eight. And I, at that time, I decided to kind of reverse engineer all the stuff he had in the house and play with the OS2 and the Lotus and all the fun stuff that he had. And and then uh, from there, I, did, I really, you know, dove in and started taking a serious uh, a role in uh, NIT. Kind of got my first uh, first feet wet in a, in a large enterprise at uh, at 16. Worked there for a number of years, almost a decade. So, um, uh, so I worked a lot uh, from a background perspective. Uh, I know you say keep it short. I talk a lot, so I got to sum it up, I guess. But, but, um, but yeah. So I worked a lot with uh, enterprise IT in this large enterprise, doing a lot of. Uh, they had about 120,000 desktops. So I did a lot of. Uh, uh, desktop management, scripting, automation stuff. Did a lot of um, you know Active Directory group policy, that kind of stuff, and then got my feet wet with Citrix while I was in that environment. And just like uh, you know, I said earlier on the phone, um, you know, the ability to Citrix isn't just a, a piece of software, right? It, it kind of ties together a lot of other areas in the stack. So uh, you know, spending time uh, with all these other areas of technology allowed me to to pick up Citrix pretty quickly. And from there, I decided to kind of branch off and, and do consulting, kind of take all that experience in the large enterprise and and uh, take that on the road, right? Help out a lot of other clients and things like that. So, um, so I did that for for a number of years, and then um, just most recently, kind of talking about what I'm doing today. I'm working for a, uh, a platinum Citrix partner out of the Midwest. I uh, got a really cool opportunity to take their Midwest practice and uh, their big Citrix partner and, and expand it out in the southeast where I'm from. So kind of heading up the uh, the southeast uh, Citrix efforts out here. And, uh, yeah, so pretty excited about that. And uh, that's, that's pretty much a short summary background of uh, kind of how I got into IT and, and uh, um, you know, what I'm doing today. 
I never knew you had a background in Lotus, so I would have been far more careful about what I ranted about. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, so, so, I mean, I was like eight at the time, right? So I don't have a huge background. No, but I, I he actually helped, uh, helped launch. Uh, he was kind of the lead on Lotus 1, 2, 3 at the time. So I still actually have all the original boxes and, uh, and whatnot. So it's pretty oh, very good. Cool. So, so, so we, we, can, we, can, we can blame IBM for, for what went wrong yeah, in the meantime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if he was still here today, it would be a much different world. So. <laughs> very good. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah. we have some uh, some very good stuff from um, from Barry, Shane, and Esther. And um, again, welcome you guys to you know the 2015 Citrix um, Technology Professional Class. Um, another big class coming in. You know, 2013 when myself and Andy, uh, among a few others that are, that are very known in the industry, uh, came in. Um, an, another big class. But what makes this class special is that we had um, the first wave of female CTPs. Um, we actually had four of them come to the class, which you know has been long needed to have to have that more diversity w- within the CTP group. So it, it's it's very welcoming to see, and welcome to not just Esther, but the other three uh, other um, female CTPs as well uh, for being in the 2015 class. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I mean, think I'm in very good company. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you go on ahead. No, you, 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 I was just going to say, um, you know, the, the the ratio of women in, in the IT industry is is quite low. It is getting better, but it's still quite low. But I have to say that for all the women that I have ever worked in IT, I always found them to be very, very good because they had to be very good. You know, they they really had to be good in order to 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 get in the door. And yeah, I, I for one really welcome the the, the additional female um, support in the group. It's uh, it's great to have another perspective and the the, the, the you know the end their the the, the the level of entry. For, for for the uh, for the female um, group has been has been superb, you know. So it's a it's a welcome change, and I, I think it's really going to help mold and and kind of morph the group. Yeah, I I I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, just looking from outside in for a number of years, it's the group's kind of been uh, uh, all gentlemen. Uh, so uh, I think having having some women in the group will uh, will kind of help balance things out. Um, and uh, also, we all know when a, when a woman speaks, we we shut up, right? So <laughs> I think it'll help with a lot of the debate too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, you're getting ready I'll to say something. I'll keep that one in mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Esther, you had a thought you were trying to say? Uh, well, uh, I have to say that uh, Andrew has been a great promoter of getting uh, more female uh, awardees into the program. Uh, so uh, I have to personally thank Andrew for uh, kicking me in the butt and making sure that <laughs> I realized the very special position that I have being a, a woman in IT because, uh, well, I sometimes seem to forget that because it's so easily to become one of the guys and, and not notice the difference uh, in our way of thinking and, and handling uh, uh, all the different um, um, challenges that we have in our work. So. Uh, I'm very honored that uh, Perrine insisted that I would apply for uh, the award. Uh, and now I have it. And uh, I even feel more uh, the urge or the need to be that role model and to uh, make the uh, new generation of uh, IT girls uh, realize that we are getting up to that level and that there are a lot of women out there that can help them uh, get the most out of uh, themselves and uh, their professional um, uh, ethics uh, jobs. So yeah, it feels like stepping up to a whole new uh, 
uh, uh, era and, and, and getting ready to, to get that um, female uh, touch into IT as well. Yes, and it, 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 like I said, it, it's very welcoming to see and, and have, and have you know not only you, Joe, Connie, and, and Teresa as well, all on the group. You know, very talented uh, class coming in. So, look forward to our uh, our first uh, in person meeting uh, at Synergy with with with, with the new group. Um, so far, like Barry was uh, saying earlier, and so was Shane. And the emails, you know, of once you guys came in, had just been you know a lot of chatter between the group, and you know, it's something that everyone gets to to balance. Um, but there, there's some very good conversations, and you'll start seeing that between our, our monthly uh, calls, our in-person meetings, and along with our, our mailing list as well. So it's a, it's a, it's good to see the the new class coming in already being uh, participating and very active um, on our in our meetings and our <clears throat> our email list. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, not only having uh, Synergy be a name of an event, but uh, have Synergy amongst the CTPs and, and the, the, the females and the guys or the girls and the guys uh, getting that interaction going and learning from each other and our different uh, way and approaches uh, uh, of the product and, and uh, providing feedback to each other. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that, that, I think you're really going to enjoy the first CTP meeting. I or last year on our entry, I, I'd missed the summit meeting, and uh, my first one was at Synergy. And of course, you know they were. I think we were out in, in force. Forty, forty plus CTPs showed up to that meeting, and um, I remember walking into the room and looking around, and going, "I don't think I'm in the right room." <laughs> you know, it, it was it was it was fascinating. Like the, like the, the guys, you know, you've been reading their blogs for years, and you've never had an opportunity to meet at conferences, um, or you, you've only met briefly. You know, sitting down and engaging with them for two days is a, is a wonderful experience so i mean yeah i'm i'm very i'm very thankful to the ctp program for that kind of for that kind of um uh for that kind of you know arrangement and and that kind of collaboration it, it's 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 unlike any other kind of um user out there that i've that i've come across it's it's very very tightly knit and it's very well run so i think we all prime to thank for that and brad yes and i i, I can't 100 agree more you know it's a very very great group to be in um you know love being able to interact with with those from different different countries and you know just having the meetings and all of us getting together um being able to give that direct feedback to the, the citrix product teams and you know just the things that happen in some of our meetings it, it's very thankful to be part of the group um and, and like again you guys will um we'll, we'll see that once we get into you know the first synergy meeting because that, that's kind of the big one um because I, I believe probably it's 90 90 95 percent you know attendance rate for the ctp group that that comes, you know, it's not it's not one hundred percent. So it, it's a very high volume of, of people um, in a room giving feedback. So it, it's, it'll be very interesting when you guys come into the first meeting. So uh, just a question. Obviously, we can't talk about what's being discussed in the CTP meeting now. But are there ex examples you can give us of of things that have changed because of the CTPs or did not change because of the CTPs? Yeah. You got to be very careful with that conversation, Barry, because um, you know you, you get the problem is you get so used to reading those emails shooting back and forth, and it's it's quite openly discussed about what may be NDA. So I don't, I personally don't have any examples off the top of my head that I would like to broadcast <laughs> for fear of for fear of getting slapped with the um, with the with the you broke NDA stick. But um, okay, Barry, but do you have any ideas? 
Uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I, I just know because, again, just like Andy said, you know, a lot of things come over email that, that may not be uh, public or, or not NDA. So it, it's, it's kind of hard to say um, without breaking that line. But there there has been some, some changes over the past couple, couple years in Citrix um, and some of the products or the product lineup that has come from direct feedback from the CTP group. Um, I, I think that that's the best way to say it without getting myself into uh, a little bit of a bind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm challenging you. So I remember, and I think that was even before you guys entered the program, uh, a discussion about the concurrent licensing and the uh, user device licensing, which was kind of a CTP madness at that time. Uh, I remember some articles from BrianMenon.com, and they changed that. So is that something uh, in that category? Yeah, that, that was something that in was the category. Yeah, that was before our time, though, because we, we came in 2013, and that was, I think, a little bit before that. But, you know, you'll, you'll see some of the things like that. Um, sometimes it, it's product features, functionality, you know, that kind of stuff, without getting too deep into it, because there's, again, there's been a lot of stuff between Summit and and even the last month of emails that I don't want to slip no, and say something I shouldn't uh, be. Yeah, the, the, the safe approach really is, if you're not sure, just don't say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a prime example of kind of engagement. Well, I mean, I've noticed in the last year that, that even the you know Citra has been a lot more engaging. Particularly, and I want to give a shout out to Rachel Berry. Um, who has been sending us the, the the onslaught of emails to test it, test that. You know, it's greatly appreciated. She's really trying to pull feedback out of new ideas or boundaries or blog or you know blog posts. You guys see a lot of that stuff as well and there are a couple of key people in, in Citrix who are really kind of living the idea of it and, and leveraging the group for for, for traction um, it is Rachel isn't it yes yeah we, 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 I kind of lost some of your audio there a little bit um, but yeah Rachel, Rachel yeah Barry. it looks like Rachel is already uh, censoring you uh, Andy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. we lost you there for a second yeah but Rachel Berry has been been very great with, with the CTP group getting her feedback um you know, as we ask things about certain things, you know, replying to us and, and so forth. So it, it's good to see that. And you guys will see more of those type of things as we, as we go in, you know, different uh, teams and, and product managers will will do those type of things and opportunities to, to give that kind of feedback. So, yeah, but like Andy was saying, you know, if you're unsure, just uh, don't talk about it. <laughs> um, so kind of um, moving on a little bit here because we're, we're getting about 30 minutes into the call. Um, and I, I know some of you guys are on site doing projects and some are getting ready to walk into meetings. So um, let's kind of take a, a few minutes to talk about, you know, what technologies um, you guys are looking at or most excited about, um, you know, something you're, you're watching closely, something that, that, that really gets you excited. So um, to keep the, the theme of, um, of Ladies First, uh, let, let's start with Esther. Uh, well, um, considering the Citrix uh, product line, I'm mostly focused on Zen Mobile currently and uh, Sherpa, uh, trying to get uh, enough experience and knowledge on those two products uh, to ensure that I'm providing new customers and new projects with the best possible uh, designs and implementations. Because what I heard so far, uh, it, it, it has its challenges to, uh, to get it up and running and uh, make it as user-friendly as possible. So those are uh, the two areas that I'm focusing on uh, right now. Uh, in addition to the whole automation uh, 
challenges that I'm facing at this uh, current uh, customer side. So, yeah, that's keeping me pretty busy uh, right now. I'm looking forward to uh, um, um, uh, being the CTP awardee and being able to provide even more feedback to the developers and and uh, watching the whole uh, uh, release management process uh, uh, as we kind of get a, a small glimpse at that thing from our uh, CTP status. So, yeah, I think it's going to be very excited to uh, to keep track of the mobilization and uh, data sharing uh, tracks. Nice. Let's, uh, yeah, definitely agree with what was in mobile. I know as I've been working with it since uh, Citrix acquired Zenprise and working through the app controller and, and share file and working with, uh, I think since 8.5, I've been working with Zen Mobile. So it, it, it has, it does have its challenges, but as they progress through yeah. 8.6, 8.7, um, 9.0 and then now with the upcoming 10 release it, it has gotten a lot, a lot better and they're, they're continuing to take that feedback and improve the product and I'm really looking at, uh, looking forward to the, the 10 release because just the the, the the way they change things just looking forward to making the, the infrastructure simpler and the actual process a little bit better so that, that, that's good feedback and you'll, you'll see in our first meeting when we talk to that group you know being able to give more feedback on your experience and things to help improve that product as well. So that, that, that's good info. Yeah, and I know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, if we're going to be working with the share file uh, team as well, because what I understand, it's a different uh, product line coming from the uh, Citrix online uh, Oh no no no! They're 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 all closely tied. Uh, actually, oh, okay, to, to, to answer Barry's uh, to answer Barry's question earlier, um, this uh, an example of, of where TDP feedback has had, had gotten um, had gotten solutions. I I'd had a I'd had a bad experience with with a share file from from a, a level I'm not going to talk about now. But um, mm -hmm. long story short, uh, it was mentioned in that TDP meeting. I had I had, I had meetings with product managers. Um, there were back end changes made that that can be customized, and the customer was extremely happy with them. I'd say a turnaround of a fortnight, so it, it's you know it, it really gives you an opportunity to drive something home if if you're if you're struggling and you're you're not quite getting what you need. Yeah, because what I notice is if you uh, do have the right uh, line of communications with the product managers, uh, you get very quick response from uh, Citrix, and they are very willing to help and and provide. Uh, uh, fixes or patches for the problems that you run into. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing um, uh, uh, Zen Mobile and Sharefile grow even more into, uh, um, yeah, I was going to say an adult phase, but I don't think that's the right uh, <laughs> description. <laughs> I think that's some dunglish getting in there. <laughs> Uh, now we're getting in a more mature uh, product uh, phase, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. So, um, Barry, how about you? Any uh, cool technologies or things you're excited about? You know, Citrix, non-Citrix, it, it can be anything. Well, what, what I'm most interested about or what, uh, is that the whole blending of uh, of technology stacks, like, like with the hyperconverged stacks uh, from Nutanix and Simplicity, um, but also the changing world in delivering apps and data to, to customers. So if you look at the whole uh, web app HTML5 um, 
progression and um, authentication to to uh, to web apps and, and delivering all those apps in, in in the easiest way for customers and a secure way, of course. Um, um, that's quite interesting to me. Very nice. Um, so, any particular like products about the HTML5 or, or the blending, any suites of products, anything like that, or just in general? No, one of the things I'm, I'm helping, I'm trying to help customers with is, uh, is to help them change from a, a published desktop. So in the Netherlands, we do 99% uh, published desktops. I guess in the US, that's different. Uh, but nowadays you have all the all, all the web apps and everything opening in your in your browser and what helps now is that we have a great HTML5 receiver for Citrix so we can kind of have the same experience with Windows apps and web apps uh, for for that end user so everything will run within the uh, the browser um, so for the customer it's just an application and not an application within a published desktop or on the other end in a browser or so create a one single plane of glass. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And any besides Citrix, any other third party solutions, you know, you looked at uh, you know, along those lines or anything? Well if we look at security we work a lot with, with the guys from SMS passcode. Um, love that product. I guess, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's just simplicity as at it at its best. Just like Finkios case, just kind of <laughs> sucking up to Andrew. Uh, now. If I'm gonna, if, I'm gonna if, we're, if we're dropping plugs, at least let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but what what I love about about SMS passcode and also um, RES software is that for just small functionality, you need a small management layer. And SMS passcode just does what it needs, needs to do in a simple console. And it's really just something you, you install once, you configure it, and you, you will never have to touch it again. And it will just keep on running. And um, so we're working a lot with them, and they increase the security level of, of, of email with, with, with secure... Uh, email device provisioning. Um, uh, so that's something we are working with a lot. Um, yeah, and we're just digging into the whole hyper-converged, converged, ultra-converged. I heard somewhere last week. Super-duper-mega, uh, ultra-converged. <laughs> yeah, and I heard Case uh, Bagerman bloating about uh, Nutanix all the time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, but that's a, a, a truly interesting um, development with hyperconverse because you don't have to worry about, about IOPS anymore and it's just there, it works. And yeah, interesting yeah, development. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to convert, agree with you with the hyperconverse. I mean, yeah. I, I, only recently I was looking at um, I was looking at deploying some stuff for, for Tinscale and I was looking at servers and I was looking at storage. And I don't particularly need all that much all up front, but now I need switches, I need storage, I need servers. And I'm just wondering to myself, oh, oh, th come on, somebody, please, provide an entry-level hyperconverged solution. And by entry-level, I mean sub-10,000 euro. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, that would, be, that would be great. Yeah, so I agree with that as, as well. It's, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting time because 
you're seeing, you know, Nutanix kind of start the charge, and now other players are are, ma- are making their plays as well. Um, so it, it'd be interesting to see what happens in that space, especially with you know Citrix doing some talk about some of the things they're doing. Um, you know, VMware's gotten their, their solution. You know, even Microsoft had some talk a little bit with their with their cloud platform system and looking at th- different ways of storage spaces and storage spaces in Hyper-V and doing some of the um, the replication stuff in, in, in Windows uh, Server 10. So definitely an uh, interesting space to, to watch. Um, yeah, I think one of the most interesting things is the is the disruption in the market, right? I mean, just like anything, right, there's, there, there were, you know, for instance, uh, you know, Nutanix, when I first started looking at it, they were kind of new kids on the block trying something new, kind of like when server virtualization first came out, no one wanted to touch it, right? But they, these guys stuck with it, and, and they, they hired some amazing resources, some awesome innovation, and um, you're seeing now some of these big players in the industry actually change their stance, and they're getting into the hyper-converged space, too, which I think is pretty pretty awesome. So. Oh yeah, they've had they've had massive scale a validation of their model. Um, yeah. it, it, it's it's unreal. Like they are they are the, the company now to beat, and they are growing massively. They're innovating. They're doing everything from top down. It's uh, it's a really interesting market to watch at the moment. Yeah, especially since last week, uh, EMC, which is a storage company um, primarily, uh, announced their hyperconverged platform. So that means that EMC is scared. Uh, they they are actually seeing that uh, hyperconverged is the way to go, and they will will lose if they will stay stick with with just storage. Uh, I mean, EMC will be there for a long time, uh, but it's kind of exciting to see uh, companies like EMC change. Uh, yeah, the see what well, the thing about EMC is, I, I'd argue that if VMware hadn't announced. Um, Hadn't announced vMotion requiring SAN. I don't. I don't know whether EMC would still be here. If I'm brutally honest, um, I mean, I was looking at a, at a sales pitch from Nutanix again. It probably was. It was probably slightly biased, but EMC's you know sales and all the rest had started to really pitch off before vSphere announced that requirement for SAN, and then they were they were they were quipped in again when, when um, server virtualization came out and there was shared storage requirement. Um, I'm, I'm not surprised you're scared. Um, if you can avoid putting in you know, racks upon racks upon, upon racks of disk at, the, at the, the, the expense that you're going to have to put them in at and to have it managed, whereas you could go hyper-converged and have a single solution. Yeah, I, I think the storage vendors are, are all keeping an eye out. And I think Hitachi H, um, Data Services did their own hyper-converged recently too, didn't they? And they would have been a they would have been an old iron house. They would have been you know selling servers and sound and all the rest. So yeah, it's 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 market validation one hundred and one for Nutanix, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically yep. you know evolution. You know, uh, adapt or be left behind. So, um, Mr. Kleiner, any any things uh, thoughts on you well, about any yeah, other technologies? To, well, to jump in there, I mean, one of them was was definitely hyperconvergence. I think Barry touched on that a lot, and and, and obviously now with our with our continued conversation. So that's something I've been I've been watching closely. Obviously, I've been heavily invested in, in Nutanix, but uh, uh, obviously with, with other folks coming in from a competition standpoint, uh, being, a, being a, uh, a good consultant, it's important to understand, you know, how the other competitors work. So, you know, I'm going to be spending some more time kind of digging a little bit at a high level, you know, and possibly mid-level into, you know, the, the Evo stuff, you know, taking, um, you know, look at what VMware is doing from that front. Obviously, what Citrix is going to be doing with, with the workspace uh, pod solution that they're doing. Right, uh, taking a look at some. Those are probably the the ones I'm kind of looking at most. I think are going to be digging into. Um, I think uh, Citrix's acquisition of uh, Sambolic was was interesting. I think it's nice from 
uh, hyper-converged space, but I think what's going to be even cooler is taking that file system that they acquired through that technology and baking that into, uh, you know, if, if they choose to, right, baking that into the Citrix product, I think there could be some lot of nice benefits. Uh, people used to use it for PBS and uh, replication of the VDIFs, right? But it can be used for things like, uh, you know, profiles and things like that that, that traditionally make uh, multi-site data center deployments active-active uh, challenging. So I think that's, I think that's a, a really cool uh, technology to watch for sure. Um, so besides hyperconvergence, which I'm, which I'm super excited about, and, and uh, you know, it, I've uh, I've dug into storage, and, and just like I think a lot of people out there, uh, being in, in user computing space, uh, not everyone has a storage background, right? So I was kind of forced into that a couple of years ago, once the whole IOPS issue happened, like putting a bunch of desktops <laughs> in the sand, right? IOPS so, case. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so totally got forced into it and, uh, you know, learned a lot about it. And then uh, I, I came across a solution, a hyper-converged solution, and it just, just ch it changed my life, man. And I, uh, I, I will not go back. <laughs> it, and, you know, storage area networks and those kind of things, arrays, they have their place. But for, for kind of what we're doing in the end-user computing space, I think it's a, it's a fantastic solution. It's, uh, you know, when you look at it from a... Uh, a couple things, you know, really time to value is a big thing. I mean, how many environments you go into and it's a political battle. You got the storage team in there and the security team, the storage team wants it this way. I mean, this is a way for you to, to kind of uh, get your project off the ground and running and then continue to grow as needed, right, versus architecting your whole solution up front, um, you know, and and, uh, and buying all the hardware and all that sort of thing. With, with these types of solutions, you can scale as you grow. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, that, I would say that, and, and I think I'm... I'm going to be, I, I've recently started digging into to, um, uh, the mobility front from, from a physics perspective. So I've been digging into to Zen Mobile pretty deeply and Terrafile as well. So I'll be watching that space. And uh, the, the third area I'm going to be watching this year for sure is, is uh, and I've, I've kind of kept my eyes on it over the years, but the, the application layering. I mean, Unidef doing this stuff forever, right? Kind of pioneered it. But, uh, you know, obviously with cloud volumes coming up, uh, Citrix or VMware acquiring that technology, um, you know, it's gonna it's not gonna be too long before Citrix has to do something, right? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what develops around that. Um, so I'm gonna be kind of keeping my eyes on that and, and digging more into some of the other technologies, um, you know, that are out there. So yeah, I definitely so. think it's it's gonna be uh, with some of the moves the other vendors are making, like VMware. It's definitely gonna be interesting to see what what Citrix does or or how Citrix you know makes changes to their stack to kind of. Um, have a response or have a, a a solution comparable to that as well. So that, that, that's a good point, Shane. Yeah, and I think that VMware went and you know, acquired Medio right for the from a user environment management perspective. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Citrix does there. You know, if they look to to acquire or just continue building on the uh, you know on the Microsoft stack, right? So it'll be interesting to kind of watch that. But. I want to grab that conversation while it's just come up. Sorry, just give me two minutes. So <laughs> I knew I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> we, we, we 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 spoke we spoke about the, this with Case uh, a week and a half ago on the last call around. Kind of will will they won't they acquire a media and and now that VMware has acquired a media, I uh, I you know first of all it's it, it's fantastic news for VMware because not only are yep. they closing the parity gap 
between between Zen App and you know and and you know their RDS implementation, they're now actually looking at features that uh, their competition can't do, like uh, app volumes and and you know the the the, the user environment virtualization space. The only thing I would say about Citrix acquiring or doing it themselves is the Citrix Group Policy Engine is really really powerful. It has most of the information in there that you're going to need for a UEV or a solution, and they've already got the profile there. So if they, if they choose to acquire, well, they choose to acquire, but then they've also got the headache that every other acquisition has of how do you take this code base and put it into Citrix, or how do you take this code base and put it into whatever console that, that they're currently using. You know, If they were to take their, currently, their current group policy engine and build on top of it, they can have a UEV solution out infinitely quicker and integrated, in my, in my opinion, than if they were to acquire. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> this is a, a conversation that uh, Andy and I have also had offline already, and you know, I, I, I agree with Andy on this one, and I, I think that's something that they could do. Um, but be interested to see, you know, what they do, how they do it, or if they do anything. Yeah, and I, I think when you look at VMware, I think VMware was in a position where they had to make a uh, an acquisition, right? They had some some uh, feature parity gaps on the uh, kind of on the RDSH side, right? So, um, so that, that kind of helps with that, and um, I, I think uh, from a Citrix perspective, you know, they like you had mentioned, you know, they have a great great policy engine today. You know, it's sitting from a um, you obviously have the built-in stuff, the Microsoft, the, the GPP item level targeting, that kind of stuff, and then um, you know they have they already have the profile management solution, and so and, and which is obviously you know works across platform between the VDI and, and uh, you know Zen App environment. So, so this is something that they need right now. You know, I think that's. That's a. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it would be nice to have uh, something uh, more formal around you know user environment management and, and more contextual aware. That that's really the piece that I think is uh, would be uh, more helpful there. So. Yeah, good feedback. So, um, in interest of time, because we're, we're a little bit over here than what we kind of target, and I know we have uh, Barry and, and Esther. I, I think I believe we're on site somewhere, and Shane's getting ready to head on site. Um, so. Um, any, any closing thoughts from, from the group before we uh, we start winding things down? Uh, well, I'm still wrapping my head around all the, all the new uh, buzzwords in the industry like hyperconverged and what it really means and, and uh, separating fact from fiction. And <laughs> so <laughs> no additional thoughts just yet, but give me a few minutes to uh, uh, take it all in or probably a few weeks to take it all in, then uh, I will most definitely give a response uh, in the near future. Uh, Barry, Shane, any other thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting year. Um, you know, I'm excited to uh, to be a part of, uh, of the CTP program. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to providing a lot of, uh, a lot of feedback on uh, a lot of the things that are going on. So, uh, it's pretty awesome to be uh, and feel feel definitely honored to, to be included in such a such a great group and and uh, looking forward to an awesome uh, awesome 2015. I, I think this industry we're going to see a lot of really cool changes in, in the next year. So looking forward to it. Very good, uh, Barry. Any closing thoughts? Um. Yeah, I think um, what we can uh, maybe we can post a link to the. To the ZenApp and Zen Desktop Seven survey that's out there now, so everyone can can help Citrix with with improving their products. Um, that was just that was just shared last weekend. 
That's yes. a great idea. Thanks, Barry. Yes, great idea. Yes. We, 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 we can get out um, when we post the the stuff on the on the website for this for this post and when, when it's out there, we'll have it there as well and and, and get that going because that, that's a very good note to have because they have that that server they're coming out with for for admins to, to give feedback and kind of help shape things and, and take that feedback. So um, very very good point, Barry. Um, Andy, anything before we close it out? Uh, just on the topic of, of you know, the, the, the mobility, and I'm going to leave hyperconverge to a side because if I talk about Nutanix one more time, people are going to call me. They're going to accuse me of being on commission. Um, the, 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 the key kind of products that I'm getting excited about for Citrix for 2015 are, I think, Share Connect is something that we spoke about offline, Jerry, and that's a whole remote share file connectivity to your desktop. That's something I still need to play with, but it looks awesome. Um, Scale Extreme. In a nutshell, can't say very much about it, but we we were blown away on a call about it recently. Um, something that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing much about, but I can't say anything about. It, so just keep an eye on it. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's really just it for me. Uh, I think Synergy is going to be a big bash as far as I think Citrix will have a lot of uh, what we've spoken about uh, here uh, in his offerings. So it's a it's a way to it's a case of wait, excited to see, you know. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to, to Synergy and. You know, with the whole Scale Extreme and, and Workspace Cloud and some of the things Cedric is doing to, to see, you know, what actually comes out at Synergy and, and what, what they get to unveil to us. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, keep an eye on the hyperconverged space. Um, you know, to, you know, definitely an interesting time in the industry between you know, all, all the players in the markets to see, you know, who's doing what, who, who's acquiring who, um, and, and those type of things. So, <clears throat> again, very interesting time and, and to see how 2015 shapes out. Um but uh, closing things down, I'd like to thank our, our three um, new members of the 2015 Citrix Technology Professional Class. Um, thank you for joining us today on Frontline Chatter Podcast. So thank you, Esther, Barry, and, and Shane. Um, look forward to some future um, chats and, and thoughts on maybe expanding on some of the topics we, we had in today's discussion. Um, but for now, we got to go. So um, look forward to our next episode. Um, episode four, where we have several interesting um, ideas come up for who we're going to have. I'm not going to spill the beans on that yet, but uh, um, some very that means interesting... we haven't decided. No, <laughs> 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 we haven't decided only because we have a couple options to do who we're going to do next. We have, so. yeah, we have some incredibly powerful options. But uh, you're already so popular with the podcast that you have all these people already lined up. So well, it's going to be hard picking. Yeah, it is starting that, to because that's even basically what you're saying, right? Yeah, because <laughs> even even with um, you know just our conversation with, with Roy Monahan around around mentioning Spoon and talking about Spoon's lineup, you know the, the CEO was like, hey, you know, reached out to me, you know, through Twitter, LinkedIn requests, and he's like, hey, you know, let's 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 uh, let's let's meet up and get on an episode and, and talk. I could talk to you guys further about what, what Spoon's doing. So. You know, already having things like that come up, so we're looking forward to it, and definitely having fun doing this with Andy. So, um, again, th thank um, our, our guest. You know, and welcome to all new CTPs of the 2015 class. Um, I'm Jaren Gibson, along with my co-host Andy Morgan, and this is the Frontline Chatter Podcast. Uh, again, look forward to our next episode, um, and we'll talk to you guys later. All right, thank you guys. Take care. Okay, thank you. All right.